Okay, we are in Sefer Malachim Beis, Perik Yudalid, Pasuk Aleph, Bishnash Shtayim Liyoash Ben Yoachas Melech Yisrael. And once again, we are shifting back and forth between Malchai Yisrael and Malchai Yehuda, and it's hard to tell which one is worse. They both are involved in wars, in invasion. Malchus Yisrael is involved with Aram. Malchus Yehuda is involved with Edom. They both are terribly backsliding in terms of observance, in terms of worshiping exclusively the Kaddish Baruch Hu. And we are in the last half now of Malachim Bays. And it's a spoiler alert, but we are on a trajectory to Churban Bayez Shani. So we pick it up, Yudalit, Pasuk Aleph, Bishnash Shtayim Yoash ben Yoyachaz Melech Yisrael. Yoash is ruling in Israel. Melech Amatsyahu ben Yoash Melech Yehuda. While Amatsyahu ben Yoash, a different Yoash, is ruling in Yehuda. So it is Yoash in Israel, Amatsya in Judea. Ben Esrim Mechamesh Shana Hayab Malcho, Ben Esrim Betesha Shana Malach Biyushalayim. He was uh, 25 when he assumed the throne, and he will rule for 29 years in Yerushalayim. B'Shem Imo Yehoadan, Min Yerushalayim, his mother is Yehoadan from the city of Jerusalem. We've had this phrase, he does what is righteous in the eyes of the Kaddish Baruch Hu. Rock, there always is that, but lo Kedavid Aviv. He was not like Kedavid, his father, his ancestor. And he did whatever Yoash, his father, did. So what do they mean he's not like David? Who was? What we learn, Divri Hayamim says, Rak lo bilvava shalem. He wasn't in it with his heart. He didn't have that intensity. Yes, he had the education, he had the right, he knew what the law was, but there was no intensity like with David. There was no conviction, etc. He did what he had been taught by his father, no more, no less. So, um, again, the same pitfall of every king. He still did not remove those private bamos for whatever the reason. The nation was still uh, bringing sacrifices and bringing incense on those private bamos. And by now, the Mepharshim seemed to be in agreement that this was more than just a convenience of where you worship. Like this was a, a, a breakaway minion from the Beis HaMikdash. There was a more um, pervasive worship of uh, Avodah Zarah and idols, etc., taking place. And after uh, Amatia consolidated his power over Judea. Remember his father, Yoash, had been assassinated. 
ביחס עבודות המקימס המלך אביב. He killed those, he went after those who were responsible for the assassination of Yehoash. Wasn't that Yehu? Huh? Wasn't that Yehu? No, no, Yehu has got the family of Acha. No, but didn't Yehu, the king of Israel, the king of Yehuda? Yehu was related, he was the king of Yehuda, and you remember he deteriorated. After Yehoyada left or died, he became like crazed. And so in the end, he was assassinated. He, he, was, he bought the belief that he was a deity himself. He did terrible things. He was assassinated. Now they take care of his father's assassins. Interesting, Pasuk Bav, he missed. He did not kill those children or offspring of his father's assassins, which Mephorshim say, from this we learn that that was what was done in those days. If there was an assassination or a conspiracy or a plot, you killed the, the your offspring of the assassins. Kakosib Besefer Torah Moshe, and this is very interesting, because he held what was written in the Torah, you will not, the children will not, uh, fathers will not die on account of the son's deeds. You must. Each one will die for his own sins. So it's interesting because it's one of the few times you ever see a biblical character in the Navi or a protagonist in the Navi quote from Sukkim in the Chumash, but he doesn't. Moreover, it's interesting because the Forshim say that that may be the Pshuto Shomikra, that may be the basic of what the Torah is saying. You know, you don't visit the sins of the fathers on the sons, but that's not what it actually means. What it actually means is the law of evidence in Sanhedrin, that you cannot put to death a father on the testimony of a son. Likewise, you cannot put a son to death on the testimony of a father. Um, and that's what they're saying. It's an evidentiary rule, but we will accept here the use of the, the pshat. Who we call as Edom b'nei melech, as Shrim al Yep. You know, all of Ahab's family was killed, and without any regard for what they may have done, right? Right. And, and um, <coughs> so, talk about testimony. What testimony could you possibly have as someone who didn't do anything wrong, other than that they were the son of somebody? All right, but in Ahab's case, that was a divine command. That was the Kaddish Baruch Hu speaking to Elisha, speaking to Yehu. There, there was, there was no question. That was divine command. You also had a... Um, so, but, but, but let's say, let's say, you know, let's, it's in the, it's in the Navi. How do people, how do the people of Israel, the people of Yehuda, the Jewish people, how do they know that, that, that that's where, you know, they, 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 all they see is you're killing... Yes, but there you understood Elisha was very public about it. It was commanded you had to get rid of the whole of Ahab. You had the prophecy that goes back to Elio. There was a record that was right, but built. They, but, they, but they don't believe, they, they, they don't stop uh, Abod Hazara. There's so many things that they don't do that's also, they've been taught, 
right? But this one, they're going to... This is But wait, you're going to see a worse case of abuse of this in the next puzzle. Who he calls Edom. Amatia now beats Edom. Bnei Begei HaMelech, that's in the Valley of the Kings. Asora Alafim, 10,000. Vachopash es HaSela B'Milchoma. And he captures the rock in the war. Vayikra Eshmo Yekusiel, and he's called Yekusiel. Ad Yom Hazet, to this day. Now, we must resort to Divrei Hayomim to provide a subtext for a very confusing shot here in the thing. And so what I'll do is alternate between paraphrasing it and reading to it. So, in the run-up to the Battle of Edom, Sefer Divrei Hayomim Beis Pasuk Chafhei, Pasuk Hei, Peret Chafhei, so now, Amatyahu gathers an army. He gathers an army of 300,000 men. But again, he does a very strange thing. <clears throat> he now contracts with Ephraim. Ephraim isn't in Yehuda. Ephraim is in Eretz Yisrael, the ten tribes. And what he does is contract an army from them, um, and he pays them. By Yiskor Israel, Mea Elef Gibor Chayel, the Mea Kikar Kesef, 100 talents of silver. He gets a 100,000 standing army of mercenaries from Ephraim. Now the Kaddish Baruchu Kaviyocho explodes. Veshalo Kimbaila comes to Amatyahu Lemar. Hamelech al Yabo Imach Yisrael. You are not to take an army from Ephraim. He ain't Hashem in Israel, called Bnei Ephraim. Hashem is not with Bnei Ephraim, will not be with you if you hire him. He makes the argument that he's paid them all already. Fresh says it doesn't matter. Uh, because the Navi says to him, Yashilech, you will fail. Because Yesh Koach Belohim Lazar Lachil, it is up to the Kaddish Baruch Hu to help and fail, and you will fail. So uh, he asks Amatya, asks him, well, what do I do? I spent the money. Too bad, you'll get more money. He says, he separates them, and they go back. But Ephraim is furious. They're furious at being rejected now. They've been paid in full. And so what they do is they battle with. Um, Amatia's troops, they killed 3,000 of them. Now, worse is yet to come. It said that question about after he kills 10,000 men, uh, there's a rock there. What he does, Amatia, and you only get this in Divrei Hayamim, he brings another 10,000 men of Edom to the top of that rock, he dumps them over the cliff. They fall onto the craggy rocks below, splitting into parts. Kaddish Baruch Hu is furious with this. Um, the Kaddish Baruch Hu says he will be punished for this. What he did. So, by Yichar Hashem Bamatyo, by Yeshlachalov Navi, he sends for a Navi to them, 
Why did you seek the help first of Ephraim? Um, and he says, you, you've got to stop this. You've got to stop the backsliding. The Navi warns them, etc. He warns them that they have sinned in this matter of first hiring the mercenaries Ephraim. Um, and now, what he does is even stranger. After he settles the Battle of Edom, he now, full of himself, obviously, sends a message to Yehoash, his counterpart in Melech Yisrael. We're back now to Pesach sends a delegation to Yehoash, his counterpart in um, Israel, son of Yehu, saying, Come, let us meet face to face. He's not saying or requesting a face to face summit meeting. He is saying, let's not ambush each other. Let's not destroy each other by, by ruse or, or by um, strategy. Let's meet face to face and fight this out. He wants war with Eretz Yisrael. His ultimate dream, say the Mephoshim, is the, he figures now, who better to reunite the kingdom of Judea with the ten tribes than himself? <laughs> Yehoash answers contemptuously Amatzyahu's bid. Vayishlach Yehoash Melech Yisrael and Amatzyahu Melech Yehuda, he sends him the more, Hachoach asher bulbonon, sholach el ha'eres asher bulbonon, leymar tino esbitcha levni leisha. Vatav archayes hasod asher bulbonon, vartimos es hachobah. He answers him in a parable, Yehoash. He says, can a thorn bush in the Lebanon forest send to the cedar of Lebanon, that mighty metaphor of strength and towering power, say, give me your daughter in marriage to my son. And so, the cedar is going to destroy, is going to trample that little thorn bush, which is you. And the metaphor is also meant to mean that incident we saw in the Chumash where after the violation of Dina by Hamor in Shrem, they send to Yaakov and they offer him, let's marry, let's make a shidduch between Dina and um, our prince. And it is so totally inappropriate, the Mephoshim say, that they think they are going to, these Chivites are a match, a shidduch for Yaakov. And so it's incredulously dismissed as this is. Um, look, says Yehoash to Amatsya, you've beaten Edom. Your heart is swelling with pride. You're puffed up with yourself. Get a grip on yourself. Go back home. The Lomotiskarebu, oh, why are you tempting, you know, fate and flying in the face of logic? And you and Yehuda are both going to fall for this. Don't do it. So Go home, relax. Amazi was in the south, right? He was in the south? Yeah. 
Amatziahu is the king of Yerushalayim. Yoash is the king of Israel in over ten tribes. But Lo Shama Amatziahu. Amatziahu doesn't listen to him. Vayal Yoash Melech Yisrael. So fine, you want war, you'll get it. Vayal Yoash Melech Yisrael. Vayisrael Panim Huva Amatziahu Melech Yehuda. Beveshemesh Asher LeYehuda. They come up and they meet each other, and part of the thing is that he, the king of Israel is so confident, etc., that he lets them come into his territory. Why would he risk a fight on his own uh, territory? But they do. Uh, I'm sorry, Yehuda allows Israel to come, etc. That confident, that blown up he is. So the battle lines are set with everything else, with battles with Edom and battles with um, um, Aram and with the people backsliding and the temple in waste, they are now going to have a civil war with each other. The result of that catastrophic civil war in Mir Hashem, 8.45 a.m. Monday morning.